You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, here at the end of another week in August where... uh, Big league club success, it happened. Um, Adolis Garcia hit a late home run to give the Rangers a win. Um, they will not be swept by Seattle like they had that long extended losing streak in Seattle. Um, they're not ready to go back to that quite yet. So um, that was nice. It's nice to see Adolis doing things. But I am joined here by yet another guest. Um, yes, I have so many friends this week joining me. As always, the great, the one, the only, the OG, Grant Schiller. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, congratulations on being so popular. I gotta <laughs> say I'm a little jealous. Uh, first time in my life I've had this many friends. Um, <laughs> and on record, uh, at least at least one of them, I think maybe both of them, admitted to being friends. Um, even though, actually, I just bet, met both of them this week. So, that was pretty cool. Well, how about that? I, uh, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. You know, acquaintance <laughs> for sure. But buddy, yeah, pal. Yeah. Give, it, give it another... What? How long has it been? Five? Five years or so? Five years. Yeah, give it another five. Then yeah, get, get, get to a decade. Get to a yeah. decade before you put the titles be on. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't, you know, you don't want to label it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but, you know, what, what's going on this week in the minor league system? Um, Graham's our minor league guru. And, you know, there's there's some bad news, but also some good news um, in the minor league system. The bad news is there was an outbreak of COVID um, at AA Frisco. Um, they had to put six players on the IL, um, and right now Josh Young is in contact tracing limbo. Um, but that means there have been some promotions as well. Some guys have been doing very well in high A. Uh, one of those is Justin Foscue, the man who we did not think could hit many dingers and has hit many dingers, second baseman, and Josh Smith, from acquired from the Yankees in the Joseph Nicholas Gallo trade, who has also been doing fairly well this season uh your thoughts on on them being promoted i know foster only played 33 games for for hickory and you called me a little over eager to to call him up which you know i think i might have been but you know rangers are being pretty eager too yeah it's so he's a college bat and he debuted in high a this year and was hurt for much of it so i mean he's only been um and he's he's only played those what thirty five games or so in his thirty three, thirty three professional games. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting, and he's killed it there, obviously. So like, I don't mm. necessarily have an issue with them bumping him up, but I did think everybody asking for the last, I guess, three weeks or so while he's been just tearing the cover off the ball. I think just I wouldn't necessarily on board with the rush him up to the same extent as a lot of people were i will be between him and smith who is another college bat and is 24 now and really mm-hmm. probably should have just started in double a after the trade um yeah, but i mean it's week and a half it's like it's a big deal in his development but uh between him those two and uh miguel aparicio and blaine Krim, who got the call last week i think i'll be seeing a lot of frisco next week yeah, uh, definitely some excitement there. Uh, also, there, wasn't there another pitcher that was uh, that was just called up as well from 
from high A to double uh, A? Zach Kent, yes. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, Zach Kent is not somebody who I think was on any prospect list before the season, not anybody who I heard a lot of buzz about. Um, has had some really solid showing this year. Um, and Evan Grant was on his his voyage to uh, Hickory, wrote about him and, and how effective he has been. Um, what have you heard about him this season? What Did you know much about him before the season, before he started putting up these numbers? I don't think it was a name I was even familiar with coming into the season, but he's doing well. Uh, I know I watched an early start of his on MLB TV, but I don't remember a whole lot. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested to get eyes on him too. To be fair, before the season, I mean, he'd only pitched, if my math is right, which it is right, uh, 19 and a third innings um, in minor league baseball. So there wasn't a whole lot on him before this. And this year, He's got uh, pitched in 14 games. Nine of those are starts. 16 and a third innings. 78 strikeouts with a 283 ERA and a whip of 1.01. So that's some yeah. really solid stuff from him this year. Yeah, it plays. Um, high A to double A is typically a very big jump for a lot of pitchers, and especially more advanced guys. I, I don't know if he even falls into this category. Um, and I think it's especially so this year with the – shortening of the minor league uh, systems. I think it's an even bigger jump than usual. So we'll see. I mean, it is some, certainly something to raise an eyebrow out. Wow, I can't speak. It's something to raise an eyebrow at. <laughs> two different words. Um, and kind of note him as someone of interest. And I think Devil A is probably the level where, where we'll really see if he's a legitimate prospect or not. Yeah, uh, he was a guy that I, I talked a little bit about him uh, on Monday's episode. Um, he had a fastball that sits 92, 96, um, very, very sharp slider um, and a curveball. And the thing that was interesting to me is, you know, they he was a reliever. They pulled him into being a starter and he didn't do super well early on. And they talked about um, him just going back to how he attacked hitters as a starter and using his fastball, like maybe I think like 30-ish percent of the time and using it more as a... Uh, Changeup kind of thing. I was I was curious when I when I read that, um, and I was wondering if you could expand on like what that means to like use your fastball like a changeup and what the like using it thirty percent of the time would do for a starting pitcher. Yeah, well, it's a very new school thing, uh, for sure. So, really, I mean, it just means that it's a changeup in a in the a different sense of the word, not like a changeup pitch, but that's your change up of velocity if uh, you're mostly sitting with the sliders. So I don't know that there's many starters in the league right now who are using that kind of pitch, pitch mix. I know, like, obviously McCullers is like 35, 40% fastball, and he's one of the most extreme. Um, so mm -hmm. it may be something that ends up being like, okay, it's probably a reliever profile. Or maybe he's just a unique guy. Uh, but it's definitely. A, a very, very new school philosophy and mindset. Well, that's interesting. Um, and, you know, the, the Velo is, is it's not anything crazy, but it, it seems fine. He's got other off-speed stuff, um, or I guess just secondary stuff, not technically. Or is even secondary at this point. It's just non-fastball pitches, I guess I should say, with the curveball and um, what is his, his fourth pitch? Um, I think it's the splitter is his fourth pitch. Not exactly sure. Um but definitely that slider is the 
is the main thing there. Um, but uh, Josh, I don't know if it's Josh H. Smith or just Josh Smith. It's listed as, as Josh H. Smith, but that's just that's an, a mouthful. I mean, I know there are some other like famous Josh Smiths, like the one that played basketball. Or Maybe the pitcher another... or the pitcher at Hickory. Oh, well, th- that must be why. Well, now he's in Frisco, so he can just go by Josh Smith. That would be much easier, I think. That's, listen- that's right. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has a new, amazing, limited-time flavor, Built Grasshopper Cookie, available this week, July 6th through 9th. Get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This, built, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 5 grams of sugar. You know, there are so many delicious flavors, including these limited time ones. They're so good. You know, you got the double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, raspberry, you know, just absolutely everything that you could possibly want. They're just so delicious and so nutritious as well, you know? Order the get the grass or order today get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or you know whatever you like i'm not going to tell you which one to get just get some built bar because they're all so stinking good our listeners can go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com he's listed here as a second baseman but uh i know on pipeline they have him listed as a uh as a shortstop and there's definitely some questions about him being able to stick at a shortstop, I think. But, I mean, if he comes to double A um, with Foskey, do you think he's going to be seeing much time at second? Or uh, is he going to be DHing or shortstopping? Or what's the, what do you think would be the plan there? Because I know there's a mildly entrenched player there at shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of moving around. But once everybody is off the COVID list and healthy, so you've got Young at third. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to be at third every game. Yep. You've got Tejeda up the middle. You're going to have Foskey at second. You're going to have Smith, who can play either position up the middle. And you're still going to get Davis Wenzel back at some point. Um, first base isn't exactly open. You just brought up Blaine Krim. Mm-hmm. Uh... So you've got Huff, who's been playing some first. He's DHing when he's not doing that, so that spot's not open that often. So it's going to be crowded, and I think you're going to see a lot of Tejeda on the bench. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm. I'm. I kind of thought that they might end up sending him down to Hickory, um, but the two demotions in one year—that's yeah—that would be really rough. And like, is it? <laughs> I mean, I, is it as rough as a forty percent K rate at three different levels? I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's that rough. It might be. Um, it might be just what's best for him. They might just honestly, if if someone's struggling that much, like that's the point where you might be like, all right, let's let's like pull him to like the like rookie league. We can just like get him with more coaches, more um, more resource, more eyes on him, and like figure out what the heck's going on at that point. It, I mean, that that's that's what I do at least. Yeah. Uh, well, back when he was struggling so much in AAA. I know Scott Lucas put it out there, and I was kind of on board with it, sending him to Arizona for a couple weeks just to not play in games and work on both his his brain and his swing. Yeah, well, that that definitely seems like a thing that they could have done and maybe maybe should have done. 
Um, am I am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, it's what I would have done. I certainly don't have the uh, all the information of his makeup at my disposal like they do. But just from the outside looking in, I think he could have used a couple weeks off. Your mic was your mic was doing a weird thing. Okay, oh, was fine. it? Okay, yeah, it's fine now. Um, but another guy who got a call up is uh, Steel Walker, who um, yeah, he's he's had a fine season. Uh, Ten homers in sixty three games, OPS of seven sixty three. Like that's that's fine. It's nothing crazy. Um, on base of where is this? I think I just lost it. There he is. Uh, three three twenty three. So like nothing. Like that impressive, but are they just making room for somebody to start playing in the outfield? Is that why they're they're calling up? Because I don't think that's like necessarily merit based. Not that he's had a bad season, but just like nothing that like you're like okay, he has taken care of this level. He's shown what he needs to. Um, let's let's bring him up. Yeah, I mean, it's crowded in Frisco, and he's 25. So I nothing that I saw from him this year. Shouted out to me, yeah, this dude should be in AAA. But at the same time, like, it's getting pretty close to sink or swim time here for him. So I think it's fine. I think it probably was hustled along by them having other guys they want to get at bats there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it, but I, I knew the outfield or the infield's crowded because, I mean, we just talked about all these guys, especially with the call ups now. Um, but the outfield's actually pretty crowded too with, you know, Bubba Thompson, Josh Stowers. Um, even JP Martinez, all of those guys have played. Um, well, Stowers is the one who's played the fewest games, and he's got 58. So all those guys are getting a pretty decent number of refs and reps. And so I guess they're they're trying to make put them more in in more consistent uh, places. I think. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think they put Blaine Krim out there for a game, even though he's very much not an outfielder. So it's just going <laughs> to open up spots for other guys they might even throw to hate out in left field for a game or two just to get them at bats yeah yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if they did that um but jake lads is a guy who, who finally got the call up from uh or two triple a i should say and it looked like he he hadn't been having nearly as solid a uh, back half of the season as he did to start um is that just kind of i don't know say bad luck or just kind of like a regression to the mean or or what do you think was the deal there you think his the stuff that he showed early on was was legit yeah so i haven't seen him for a little while uh through his struggles i haven't caught any of his outings in person but from what i understand it's his command lagged a little bit and a lot of that might just be him getting tired uh he he actually threw last year at independent ball and threw quite mm. a few innings but he still hasn't thrown much over his career, even going back to college, because he's been hurt so much. So it may just be him getting tired. I do think he was pitching as well as his lines showed early in the season. Um, so I think it, honestly, I wanted to get caught up to AAA early. And then he struggled. Um, so it got pushed off for a while. I'm happy to see him go ahead and go up because he is also 25. And it's it, He's mm-hmm. going to have to be protected on the 40-man this year if you want to keep him probably. So it's you got to bring him up and get a look at him there. Yeah, you absolutely do. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. 
get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your phone and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you in part by Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein. But the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL so they know we sent you. But how much more season is there in in Delhi before at least the playoffs? And are is Frisco in contention for the playoffs because i'm wondering about i i say all this setting up because i don't i don't know if cole win is going to get the call up to triple a this year and i don't i don't know that he should because it'd be like for what two three maybe four starts at this point yeah there's like a month left because it's going longer than it used to uh because they Mm -hmm. started later okay um but yeah he he might not get the call which is fine Uh, it looks like there's um about six series left in the season. So he'd actually get a decent amount of work up there. Okay. But I'm also just, in general, perfectly fine with, you know, just slow playing it with everybody because this team isn't going to be competitive for a couple of years. Yeah, and I mean, Cole Wynn is, is, what, 21 years old? He's still younger than uh, than Jack Leiter, which is still kind of wild. Um, but I, I'm totally fine with that. And do you... I think next year he'd probably start in, in AAA unless he like unless he blows everybody out of the water at camp and they're like, all right, I think this guy's ready for the big leagues, which I don't necessarily see happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did either. What about you? No, I would be pretty surprised if they started, started him at the big league level, and I hope they don't. Um, just because, again, there's no rush with these guys right now. Let them go to AAA. Um, let them face more advanced hitters. And let him show that he's better than that level and then move into the big leagues. I, They're not competing next year. There's no reason to fast play anybody outside of maybe a guy like Lats where, where he has the injury issues and you don't know when the arm's going to go again. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely those pitchers who, like, uh, uh, who was it? The Knicks select trade. Fairbanks. That was one of those ones where, yeah. all right, just and he also proved it at every single level. He was much better than those guys, which was a wild and very fun um, thing to see. But I was wondering, I don't know if you caught this episode yet, 
But uh, I, I redid, or I, I guess I just did my midseason top 10 prospect rankings. Looking back at some of my preseason top 15, um, I, I felt good about them at the time. But there have been some that either have graduated or um, have, have proved my confidence in them. It was not quite as, I don't know, rewarded. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Um, so I redid this, and here is my new top 10. I don't know if you've heard it. But in case you haven't, in case the listeners haven't, just going through it again. Number one, Josh Young. Two, Cole Wynn. Three, Sam Huff. Four, Jack Leiter. Five, Justin Foscue. Six, Josh Smith. Seven, Ezekiel Duran. Eight, Luis Angel Acuna. Nine, Evan Carter. Ten, Maximo Acosta. And uh, the guys who we lost um, that were in the top ten, I took Joe Palumbo off there. Um, yeah. Obviously, Amson Tejeda was out of there. Um, Wynn moved up from six to two. Krause is gone. Dunning has graduated. Leody has actually graduated, which um, maybe he shouldn't have been on the prospect list in the first place. Maybe he had already graduated at that point, but you know, whatever. That's kind of where it stands. Did you feel good about those picks? I mean, I think I might be higher on Foskey than you are. Um, and maybe four for lighter before he's even thrown a professional inning. A little high, but you know, on the uh, on Kylie McDaniel's top 50 midseason, just like top 50 overall prospect rankings, uh, he had uh, lighter, I think 32 or something like that, the highest of any Rangers prospects, um, which I thought was was bold, despite yeah, him being I, a number two overall pick. I'm with him, <laughs> I think he's got to be number one. Uh, oh, really? I, th- yeah. If if look, I'm not a big rankings guy, but if I was putting together rankings, it would be uh, lighter, young, win, and then a pretty significant drop off. Hmm. The the I mean, I think for the most part, you I would agree with most of what you said. Um, I would have Huff probably pretty significantly lower. He's, Is it because of what he's done in Double A so far this year? I mean, that, and the injury. Those are both parts of it. He's a very stiff human being. It's about the stiffest swing I've seen. And when he hits the ball, it goes really far. Like, it's prodigious power. Um, hits the ball to places that haven't really seen before. But, man, that dude in 20 games has 36 strikeouts and three walks. And that matches the eye test. It is stiff, and I have plenty of concerns about the approach and whether the swing and miss is going to become reasonable. And now, to be clear, like he started off behind because he came into the season late, uh, coming off the injury. But man, it's... He has such loud tools. But there's some big concerns there. So I'd, I'd have him quite a bit further down, I think. Yeah, well, if I was redoing this in a week, which... I don't think I'm going to do. I mean, that, that would get pretty old. If I was redoing this week's top prospect. Like, that would be, uh, they would lose a lot of their meetings. But um, if I were, I'd probably at least switch um, Huff and, and Lighter to have him three. But you really feel that much, that strongly that, that Lighter should be number one? Because, I mean, Josh Young is already killing it at double A. And, you know, Cole Wynn is also, like, already killing it at double A. Like, you think his, his ceiling is that much higher? Yeah, I could definitely see putting Young above him. Um, when I really, really like, but to me, it's definitely lighter of the two. Um, just because he's also going to be advanced. 
and the ceiling mm. is is definitely higher with wider. Yeah, and he probably is going to jump pretty quickly through the system. I don't know that I would necessarily like want it that way because, like you said about, I mean, Wynn is obviously much younger, um, and there's probably less tread on the tires. Though I don't know how much I can't remember how much he uh, lighter pitched his. Um, I guess technically he just had two actual seasons, so maybe there isn't that much more tread on the tires with with lighter at this point. But I don't know. I just I've been hurt too many times by <laughs> pitching prospects, and to put a guy number one before he's thrown a professional inning, no matter how much I I really do like him, to do that above a guy who's 21 and in Double A already and probably about ready for Triple A, I just once he throws like one professional inning, I, I'll, prob- I'll probably I'll <laughs> probably jump him up. out there above uh-huh. above Cole Wynn. I don't know that I'll bump him above Josh Young while Josh Young is still in the minor leagues because I just feel that solidly about him being, you know, it's just, just position player wise. Like I just, I just trust position players that much more. And Josh Young feels like is about as safe a bet as it gets in this system at this point. Yeah. He's good. So I, I don't have an issue with, uh, with that line of thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I would even put Joe Palumbo in my my top twenty. I mean, I I don't know where you'd put him in your top fifty. Oof, really? It's, it's look, it's very sad what's happened there. Um, the issues that were the kind of the the sticky points when he was coming up through the system as a like legit prospect are still the issues, and now they're still the issues along with the fastball that isn't as fast and a curveball that isn't as sharp has he pitched this i didn't think he had pitched much this season i thought he was still dealing with the uh the stomach issues or wait no 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 no, never mind he he has pitched in triple a and that is not much and it wasn't very good yeah um what about burke 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 is still on the shelf right or is he no he's been he's been pitching he's been pitching it's been not great okay well i i imagine those two will be sorry I kept on, I always in my mind swapped those two lefties because I was very excited about both of them. And it's looking like my excitement will be again for nothing, which is why I don't trust pitching prospects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's just unpredictable things things happen. Like you don't expect Palumbo to get ulcerative colitis and then Burke pops his shoulder. And now I think they're probably both going to be DFA guys this offseason. (sighs) Oh. Well, that's not, that's not what you want. But you know, I would have liked to have one of these lefties pan out. Maybe the lefty that pans out is is Jake Latz, um, because um, what he is, I guess. Would you consider Jake Latz in the in a top ten, or do you think he's no. too old for the other guys? He's an interesting guy. It's a it's a deep farm. I don't think that he's top ten for sure. Uh, I don't know where I'd have him, but you're looking at a at an interesting probably reliever projection. Um, it's not out of the question that he starts big league games here and there. He has he spins the fastball well. He's left-handed. He generally commands it pretty well. So it's certainly possible that he outperforms a reliever projection, but it's not necessarily a guy that you're going to want to – he's not going to be a high-impact guy necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I know it's it's been a little while since you've been able to see Fresco um, due to them being out of town and 
you know, some other stuff. But I'm, I'm look, I'm curious of these new call ups and just, I guess, guys that you haven't gotten as good a look on. Um, who are you most looking forward to watching um, in person and getting a good read on um, of these these Frisco guys in the last couple of home series, is however many there are left. So it's, I mean, it's got to be the two guys up the middle. It's got to be Foskey and Smith. Uh, those are the two highest-rated prospects. But honestly, I'm pretty excited to see Aparicio too, because he's somebody who, in the past, has been pretty interesting to me. And then he just hasn't performed. And then this year he got super hot um, and earned his way to Double A. So I, I want to see if that's real, and I really, really hope it is. Yeah, that's definitely going to be some exciting stuff to watch for. Um, Frisco is definitely loaded with talent. Um, I'm hoping to get out there whenever they get back in town, um, catch a couple of games, you know, just get out and see some baseball that's exciting. Um, the Rangers have been playing baseball, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to recording this on uh, Wednesday. And uh, we got another Spencer Howard start um, that I'm really intrigued about. Talked a lot with the Phillies guy. Ooh. You will have heard that yesterday as you're listening to this or some other day. Or maybe you haven't. If you haven't, then go check that out. Um, and he had a lot of interesting thoughts about Spencer Howard and if he's going to be a starter versus a reliever. And, um, you know, just some some good Kyle Gibson talk as well. Um, any closing thoughts before we before we head out here and call it a weekend? A weekend? What? Whatever. <laughs> this will be airing on on Friday. So. On Friday, okay. Yes, <laughs> a weekend, weekend worth of yes. podcast, a podcast weekend. <laughs> <if you will. laughs> uh, well, now I'm depressed because I'm thinking about having to work two more days after having the weekend just dangled in front of me. But you know, <laughs> when I when I listen to this podcast, it'll make me happy. There you go. Well. That's going to do it for this week's editions of Locked on Rangers. Thank you to all of my guests. Thank you to the OG Shill for providing the insight, as you always do, and the fun. And, um, you know, this this new thing called uh, Rangers optimism that we're trying out. You know, I think we're doing an all right job at it. But that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.